Thanks for checking out the Mere Disciple podcast. This is Pastor Jeff Strong. And today we are looking at Enneagram Type 9, The Peacemaker. We are at the tail end of a series where we've been walking through each of the Enneagram types, providing a basic overview, how to grow as the type, how to better facilitate connection and relationship with those particular types in our lives, and then reflecting on how the gospel and the central good news of Christianity opens up new possibilities for life for each type. So today we're looking at the Peacemaker, Enneagram Type 9. Let's dive in. People of this personality type essentially feel a need for peace and harmony. They tend to avoid conflict at all costs, whether it's internal or interpersonal. As the potential for conflict in life is virtually ubiquitous, the nine's desire to avoid conflict generally results in some degree of withdrawal from life. And many nines are, in fact, introverted. Other nines lead more active social lives, but nevertheless remain to some degree checked out or not fully involved in order to insulate themselves from threats to their peace of mind. Most nines are fairly easygoing. They adopt a strategy of kind of going with the flow. And they're generally reliable, sturdy, self-effacing, tolerant, and likable individuals. Nines tend to adopt an optimistic approach to life. They are, for the most part, pretty trusting. Uh, They are people who see the best in other people. They frequently have a deep-seated faith that things will somehow work out. And they desire to feel connected both to other people and to the world at large. They frequently feel at home in nature and generally make warm and attentive parents. The nine's inability to tolerate conflict, however, sometimes translates into an overall conservative approach to change. So what are the drives? What are the things that, sorry, let me say, what are the things that drive a nine to think and feel and behave in the ways that they do? Well, the core fear for a nine is being in conflict and experiencing and having to sit with tension or discord. Nines are fearful of feeling shut out or overlooked or losing connection with others. So their core desire is to be experiencing inner harmony and peace of mind. The core weakness or sin that can... um, exert um, an exorbitant pull on the heart of a nine is sloth and just sort of this um, giving into this malaise and this apathy remaining in an unrealistic and idealistic world in order to keep peace remain easygoing and not be disturbed by their anger it's easy for nines to fall asleep to their passions to their abilities to their desires their needs and their worth by retreating into an idealized fantasy world. The core longing of a nine is to hear that they are safe and secure. When moving in the direction of stress or disintegration, nines can can suddenly become anxious and worried like a six. However, when nines are in a good place of growth and integration and maturation, They can become more self-developing and take on more energy like a healthy three. So how do you grow as a nine? Well, the Enneagram Institute has a number of suggestions 
that I think are worth reflecting on. The first is this, that for a nine, it's worth examining your type's tendency to simply go along with others, doing what they want in order to keep the peace and be nice. Will constantly acquiescing to the wishes of others provide the kind of relationships that will really satisfy you? Remember, it is impossible to love others if you are not truly present to them. And this means that you have to be yourself and that you, paradoxically, have to be independent so that you can be fully there for the others when, you, when they need you. A second reflection is to challenge the nine to exert yourself. Force yourself to pay attention to what is going on around you. Don't drift off. Don't tune out people. Be careful how much you're allowing yourself to daydream. Work on focusing your attention to become an active participant in the world around you. Try becoming more mentally and emotionally engaged. Third, recognize that you do have aggressions and anxieties and strong feelings that you need to acknowledge and you need to deal with. Negative feelings and impulses are part of you and they affect you emotionally and physically whether or not you acknowledge them. Therefore, your negative emotions are often expressed inadvertently and get in the way of the peace and harmony that you want in your relationships. So it's best to get things out in the open first, acknowledge them to yourself and then to people around you. Um, and that process starts by becoming aware of your feelings. Lastly, the Enneagram Institute encourages nines to exercise frequently in order to build awareness of both your body and your emotions. Regular exercise is a healthy form of self-discipline and it will create your awareness of feelings and other sensations. And the body awareness that comes from um, consistent exercise will help a nine to concentrate and focus their attention in other areas of their life as well. All exercise is obviously also a good way to get in touch with and express some of your more aggressive emotions and impulses. So if you're not a nine, but you have a nine in your life, what are tips for relating to a nine? Well, the Enneagram at Work uh, website has a few suggestions. To create rapport with a nine, you want to take the time to talk about things and establish a common ground. Listen to them, stay peaceful. Nines are very sensitized to uh, strong, what they perceive to be negative emotions. So we wanna try and stay calm and look for common ground. What you wanna try and avoid is coming on too strong, getting impatient with a nine or creating pressure. Join them in setting the context and looking at the big picture. Uh, it's often really productive to create, um, to share sort of act activities with a nine, like walking and exercising, kind of body-based activities, things that get a nine moving that where you're connecting in the context of doing something else. So whether that's walking together, exercising together, uh, cooking together, those are ways to build rapport with a nine. When we're in a situation where we're in conflict with a nine, fairness is a really crucial issue for nines. 
Because they avoid conflict and anger, nines are more likely to withdraw, to become passive and aggressive, sorry, passive aggressive um, with the occasional eruptions that emerge from simmering under their aggression for too long. So it's really important to try and understand what's going on inside and let them know that you won't abandon them. When and if they do blow up, help them to set boundaries on their eruptions. To support a nine in growth, we want to give them personal attention. Help nines create structures and schedules for their lives to keep them on track with priorities, ask for their cooperation rather than trying to push them around. So invite them in rather than demand and command. Challenge nines on their need to be comfortable and help them to take risks. Help them to understand that's an important part of asserting themselves and leaning into the discomfort that comes from getting out of that comfort zone that can really be, that it's easy for a nine to settle into in a cocoon-like state. Be accepting of a nine, but persistent as well. So we're always trying to find common ground, but then look for ways to challenge and invite a nine forward. So how does the Christian faith and its central plot line interface with the uh, core drives of a nine. Well, I want to start with a quote by Beth McCord. She writes, I believe that once we know ourselves more intimately, we will be able to understand the gospel in deeper and richer ways. And the Enneagram can help us hear the gospel and its truths in our mother tongue or our personality types language. And so it helps our heart to better receive it. And this can bring tremendous power to our walk with God. Now at the level of soul, right, at the deepest core level, nines are seeking God's shalom. One of the great themes of scripture is that God created us to experience harmonious relationships between us and him, us and each other, us and creation, us and our sense of self-identity and vocation. And across those four dimensions, when we experience that connection and that harmony, the Bible's word for that is shalom. And that's sort of the, uh, the memory that nines have in their heart and what they're trying to recapture, despite the brokenness that we've introduced through our own uh, sinfulness and waywardness. So while all theological reflection is important for a nine, Many nines find comfort in meditating on the teaching of reconciliation. So reconciliation becomes a really, really central outworking of the ministry of Jesus. That through his life, death, and resurrection, God has reconciled to himself those who were formally in a hostile relationship to him. He has brought back to himself through loving sacrifice those who are living against him. And then he transforms their hearts so that they can go into the world and model that pattern with other people, right? We experience peace with God, and then we're called to bring that peace into our strained relationships. And so one of the great calls of a Christian is to be a peacemaker. 
that as God establishes peace between us and him, that peace is meant to work out in relationship as we pursue what the New Testament calls the ministry of reconciliation. And to that end, there are these scriptures that nines uh, may find incredibly helpful to come back to consistently. The first is Romans 5.1, where we read about how we are reconciled to God. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So in Christ, we now are reconciled to God, not because of us being particularly religious or performing really well at a moral or religious level. We've been justified. We've been brought back into relationship with God by placing our faith in Christ. Jesus has justified us, and now we have peace with God. But then Ephesians 2 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we were alienated from God. Through Jesus' sacrifice, we've now been brought close and back into a position of sonship or daughtership with God. And then it continues, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. So there's this ministry of reconciliation that is happening, where God, who is now our peace, is calling us to break down any walls of hostility that exist between other us and other individuals, us and other people groups, other um, ethnicities, other nationalities, whatever the dividing wall is, this dividing wall of hostility, God's part of God's mission in and through his people is to be peacemakers who um, obliterate those walls and pattern through their lives in reaching out and reconciling others back into right relationship, um, mirroring what God has done uh, with us and through us in Christ. So we've been given this ministry of reconciliation. This is a central calling for all Christians to be peacemakers, to be shalom makers, and not by avoiding conflict, right? Uh, that's a false type of peace, but real deep peacemaking that comes by seeking to do the hard work to reestablish harmony. John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. He says, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So in Jesus, we have access to not just a not just peace, but supernatural peace. He can give us a peace that can allow us to move into and through the world, into relationships in ways that are deeply transformative. So nines, in addition to these scriptures and in addition to this deep affirmation of your calling and challenge to your calling to be peacemakers, you might find it also helpful to practice the following kind of self-talk or reflection to remind yourself of the implications of the gospel for your life. Um, I can only find perfect peace in God. That's a really, really important starting and ending point for a nine. That their longing for shalom has to be grounded in the Prince of Peace, and that is Jesus. 
Through God, I can find the power to be a peacemaker. That nines can confidently go to God and say, God, make me an instrument of your peace. And that's a prayer that God's going to want to answer again and again and again, because that is at the very heart of what God wants for people to be in deep, real, harmonious relationship. But to remember that being a peacemaker does not mean that you have to try to maintain peace at all costs or avoid conflict. And actually, when you do that, when you succumb to the temptation to say, oh, being a peacemaker means I'll do anything for other people. I'll do I'll allow other people to treat me in any way possible in order to maintain peace at all costs. That's actually sinful because real harmony is not doing whatever it takes to, quote unquote, keep the peace and avoid conflict. Real harmony comes from establishing the desire for harmony and doing the hard work of clearing out dividing walls that are really there. And that might be things that you're doing to someone else, might be what they're doing to you. It might mean setting up boundaries. It might be about reestablishing expectations. It will certainly mean difficult and uncomfortable conversations, but we never get to real peace by avoiding real and difficult conversations and real and difficult confrontations. When nines are in a healthy place and when they are fully awake to themselves, it, they bring so much, um, so much positive, peaceful energy into the relationships around them. They can just help put other people around them at ease and they offer a warm, welcoming space to those that they know. It's important for a nine to know that their voice and presence matters to God. It matters to other people. It matters to the world. And when they take themselves, when they take the time to really get clear on what they want and to speak up for themselves and to pursue the things that make for peace, man, they can be an enormous force for good and for God in the world. So knowing that God has uniquely blessed them with talents and gifts um, it's so important for nines to develop themselves and to grow. And as they mature and grow into wise peacemakers, they become powerful conduits of God's peace and grace to other people. I thank God for the nines in my life. I hope you thank God for the nines in yours. Uh, this wraps up our series through the individual Enneagram types. But uh, very soon I'm going to be sitting down with a friend of mine who's going to maybe explore the next level of reflection of how she has used and found the Enneagram to be a powerful tool beyond just kind of an overview of the types. I'm really excited to sit down with her and have her share her experience and her wisdom, and that'll be rolling out in the weeks ahead. So stay tuned for that and have a great day until we talk again. See you later, guys. 